you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Welcome, as always, to another serious banger with Peak. Uh, you know, just in case you guys are new, you don't know who we are, community. But the way we see ourselves is we're an extension of your team. We're for marketers, by marketers, and it doesn't get any better than this. You can talk to anybody who's a part of us. If you're, if you're not, you should be because it's real marketing all the time. It's not an echo chamber. Uh, in Peak, we aim to get 1% better every week. And if you don't, you're doing something wrong. So come see us. Anyway. The truth is, this isn't about me at all. It's really about the guy down here. Uh, you know, when I say we've got a banger, I mean it. David Breyer, as I like to call him, is one of the kings of brand. Your head's getting bigger, I know. But, <laughs> it's um, about to explode. But, but it's true. And when you hear some of the stuff he has to say and the things that we talk about, uh, that is his own coin, truly. Uh, <laughs> you will be very impressed. We're going to do some live brand audits today. We have some cool things in. So tune in, tell everybody you know, go on LinkedIn, tell them you're here and tell them they should get their butts here too. With that, pass it on to you. All right, Judd. Well, there you go. I think that was a little bit of an amazing flair in that introduction, Judd. Like, I think you really upped your game on that one. Whoa. Yeah. David, he's does on, he get a fire. coin for that? He's on fire. I, I, he, he, that's ding, one, one coin for Judd. I, I, I'm just like, when, when, someone, when someone drops a nugget, I'm just going to go ding. That's what yeah. I do. I think that should be. That should be the way we do it. So as Jeff said, like we're, we're super excited. I'm going to go start off. And most people, we don't need introduction for David. We have shared enough about it. If you don't know him, you should know him. And that's on you. So I'm not going to spend time and waste time on introducing David, the author, the brand expert, and all that stuff. You should already know that. That's why we're here. But I ran a poll in the anticipation of this conversation with David around what is the greatest myth or lie about branding? And I was amazed by the response. Were you amazed, David? Like what? What? what Completely. I I was I was astonished, and that's why I dropped the the post that I dropped yesterday, where Gary V was like, "Well, this is what you guys said. This is a Gary yeah. V, who's had a pretty good amount of success." <laughs> <laughs> one would say. One would say. But here, here are the three three. Uh, the, the the poll was, "What's the biggest lie with branding?" And here are the three options. And maybe in the chat, if you haven't responded, or if you have. Just drop in which one of this you think is a lie. We're going to call on you and all that stuff. And we're also, as we go through like about a couple of different topics, uh, things that David will show, the examples, the work that he's doing, he's going to showcase some of this work uh, in the first 30 minutes. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to give three, comp- three folks a chance to showcase their brand. And it's going to be just online audit. So you get to see in real time, what David and I are thinking about it, what Judd is thinking about it from brand perspective, and we can do a real audit. So if you want to do that, make sure you stick around for the last, last 30 minutes. It's just going to be a live audit. So the poll was quite simple. What's the biggest lie about branding? And the three options, drop it in the poll, one, two, or three, which one uh, you think is a lie. The number one, brand drives demand. You think that's a lie. Number one, brand drives demand. The second one was branding is a marketing thing. I've heard that before. Branding is a marketing thing. And the third one was brand comes after revenue. I'll share the results in, in a second. But man, that poll went viral, uh, getting so many people responding to it still. 
And I was amazed by this. Like brand drives demand, branding is the marketing thing, or brand comes after revenue. So as we're hearing that up, uh, let, me, let me know what you guys think. I thought most people would probably say uh, brand is a marketing thing. Like maybe that's, that's where people would probably stop in. But then I started seeing a tremendous amount of results, about more than 50% that says brand comes after revenue. So David, what do you make of that? Hallucinatory. <laughs> wow, that's a big word. <laughs> write it down. Everybody write it down. <laughs> brand comes after. Look, the bottom, the bottom line is, is to me, that says that people do not have a clear distinction between transaction and the brand building. They think that they're one and the same. Oh, if we're driving sales, we got a brand. That's not true. You're driving sales. No one's going to take that away from you. Yes, you're driving sales and you may have revenue and you may be on a nice growth, growth trajectory. It, does not, it is not synonymous with the fact that you are building a brand because a brand is people have absolute clarity of what you stand for. You could, the great, let me give you another correlating factor. The greatest brands in the world were not built on the shoulders of sales teams. The greatest brands we all admire, it wasn't because they had a great sales team. It's because they built the brand. Nike, okay, Apple, right, Tesla, Virgin, Harley Davidson. Were those built because, wow, you know, they were built because they had a great sales team. No, they built their brands. We know what they stand for. We know their values. We know where they fit in our lives. We know the aspiration that we connect with each of those things, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the, this, that's the confusion. And it's the same and it's similar corresponding thing that was the, the marketing one that you thought, I thought the marketing one would be too. Marketing, the job of marketing is to execute. It's not to create a brand. Creating a brand, there's a lot of work that goes into creating a brand to define what's your differentiation in the world. Why do you matter? How are you unlike? the other options that are available out there. So those, so those are the things. So branding is, it's, is a separate thing. And that's why when I build a brand, who do I work with? Do I work with marketing team? No, I work with the CEO, the person who actually looked at the vision. What do, what's the legacy I wish to have in the world? What impact? What am I willing to disrupt? What am I as a CEO dissatisfied with that already exists in the world? that is doing only a fraction of what it could be doing. That vision does not come from marketing. That vision comes from the CEO. That's why I work with CEOs. And then marketing is there to take that and disseminate the hell out of that into the world. You know, the, the, the part of, we, we had, as you know, Christopher Lockhead and his crew that talked about Play Bigger and we think about Category Builder uh, and how do you create that. You probably also know Randy Raskin, who does strategic narrative, part of it. I think about you, who does branding. What's interesting about all of these are, these are all CEO initiatives. These are not a marketing initiative. Although marketers, for the most part, are the one who are, as you said, execute on it, drive it, uh, has to, if anything, has to be the facilitator, has to keep their ego out. But the most important thing, and I'm curious to get both your and Jeff's perspective on it, that I see it go wrong is it becomes a marketing campaign. And as soon as it becomes a marketing campaign, it has an expiration date right. automatically, like three months from now, the, the, it has an expiration date. And, and that's where, when I think the greats of greats, we talked about some of the brands that everybody knows, 
But I want to talk about some of the brands that we in the B2B space that we know. And then I want to get you into some of the stories that you do. But I feel as soon as the death, you know that it's going to have a expiration date is when it goes from the CEO to say, oh, now marketing is going to run this and marketing is going to own this. Do you see that? Oh, I mean, I, I see that mistake a lot. You know, I mean, it's it does, the, the CEO doesn't need to get in there and like always have their fingers. It shouldn't. It's not their job to have their fingers in uh, in an every day to to keep you know breathing life into it. And like, how do you like, you know, adding new facets to the core, the nucleus, but they've got to own it. And it's their yeah. job to to infuse that meaning. The gr- and I will say one thing and, and I want to get just take on this. The thing that I see for every brand that I've built, when it's when you got it, it's like you can't freaking contain it. It impacts the inside of the organization and people's understanding of what the what actually what we're doing in the world. Oh, we're just making widgets. No, no, bullshit. You're freaking changing lives. And in what way are you changing lives? And then similarly, the people outside go, holy crap. Like, you know, why is it that we're all willing to pay the prices that we pay for Apple? Is it because of their technology? No, but it's because of the standards that they live to, the, the innovation, the experience, and, and that whole really core thing of the think different, just like refusing yeah. to do what's, but, you know, beige was not no longer satisfactory and this material and that material and user experiences and all those various things. So it, it, it's, you can't contain it. It's like a radiating, um, amazing source of energy. Anyway, that's my take. Yep. Oh, I, I, I'm going to add to that. And, and the, the other reason why it really does need to start at the CEO is a brand is something that you have to operationalize and live. And that means that the entire organization takes part in it. If you don't live it through your salespeople, through your operations, through your product, through your whatever, then your brand is not what you think it is. And the biggest thing I've found is people don't realize whether you're working on your brand or not, you have a brand. It is in existence. It's what people think of you, how they perceive you. And if you're not working on it, you might be in trouble because what they see might not be what you want them to see. Yeah, it's hard to change. It's hard to change if, you know, but you're absolutely right. It's always there. I love some of the comments I see from like DJ, he's saying branding is not, uh, not a one-time thing, but every time, everything, everything, what does a <laughs> well, he has a lot. What does a, a nasty restroom do to your brand? Well, you know, you're right. Like if you really look at it, people talk about that, that, that stuff. Um, you have uh, Carlos, so brand is everything. I see a whole bunch of comments, Pablo. Uh, there's one comment that I want to get to. Oh, Tony. Tony talks about this, like changing lives by solving problems. And too many people talk about the brand is a product, but it's not, is the problem. So David, I would love, I know you have a couple of stories. Why don't we kick with, with those? Because I think those really gets to what Tony's talking about. These are stories. These are more than the product. You hardly talk about the product. You talk about all these things. And a lot of times people think, well, it's the Apple could do it and Nike could do it because they're big, because they have big money. Well, that's not how they started. That's not how they, it, it's much bigger. It's, it's your mindset in, in a way. But you have some stories and companies that, that you have worked with and you want to share some examples of that. And then again, I see a lot of people just joining. Just remember, towards the second half of this, we're going to do an audit of live websites and brands for you right off the gates. And, and we're going to just decipher them, tell them, 
you know, get your, keep your egos on the side for that because we're going to be honest and truthful for this to be. So I can't wait to get to and, that part. And I'm, I'm just going to jump in. If anyone has a, a does, this isn't going to be PG 13 guys. Just yeah. this is going to be down and dirty, the real deal. And that's how David lives. So if you're not ready for it, tune out, but it's going to yeah. be fun and real. Yeah. And so if you want, just raise your hand and just let us know if you want to be and we'll, we'll pull you in live and so you can talk about it, show your website and all that. So, David, why don't you share your screen, share your stuff and share your story of a couple of companies that you have done some really cool work for. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let me share. Let me share this. And here we go. You should see you should see now branding today is built on a lot. You see that? Let's go. Yeah. That's all beautiful. right. Fabulous. So what I'm going to the first thing I'm going to do is is. Uh, there are those that, that might know Stu Sharman. That's Stu up, up on the left there. And Stu uh, is the CEO of Know Before. Uh, Stu and I had worked together on his previous company on Sunbelt Software, blew that up, and then he sold that and that and did very, very well on that acquisition. And then basically started after five days, Stu called me up and said, David, I really, <laughs> retirement is not for me. Let's have lunch. And this is this five is, days. This is, five this is, days. Yeah, five days. Five days. And Jeez. this is a few. This is a, a this is um a couple of years ago that we had this conversation. They just went through, by the way, for those that haven't followed No Before's um, trajectory, they went from zero to a billion dollar unicorn in eight years. Okay, so they started like all great brands. They started at zero and he did not wait until he had sales to create the brand. He called me up and we went out to lunch. And this is a little summary of that. Here I am with Stu, the man, Mr. No before. There he is. Hey. Now here's the deal. We're standing outside the restaurant where we actually were here just about eight years ago. Yeah. Stu calls me up and goes, David, I have an itch. I need to scratch, and there's no one else that I know that scratches itches better than you. <laughs> That's right. It's true. And so that was eight years ago, literally a complete startup, starting at zero. And what's your valuation today? Um, to be precise, $821 million. Take that to the bank. That's right. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Breyer. Oh, absolutely. Perfect man. branding. Oh, hey, look, that's what you can do. The vision, bam, putting it into the real world and just taking off, not, not stopping at any distractions. That's right. The man, truly one of my most favorite, <laughs> is the best. So Thank that's, you. that's the way to do it in the world. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and I was just thanking the Briar because without him, this would never have happened. Yo, yo. Thank you, man. Love that. So that's that's a little bit on what it's like. So the lion branding, I want to just go over this real quick, give you guys a few little nuggets. That templates and Me Too formulas and blueprints, swipe files, et cetera, that they can actually do the job of branding. That would be what some people would call a lie and others like me would call bullshit. Now, this lie feeds off of a lack of understanding branding. So let's, let's get to the point. Amazon today, if you were to go to Amazon, they have 20, over 20,000 books on branding. If you were to read two books a day, every day, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to knock these babies out. It would take you over 24 years to read all of them, presuming that there weren't more being written. And trust me, there will be. So breakthroughs are based on simplification. Okay. So what was missing? 
What was missing was there actually, believe it or not, of all those books, there wasn't a single agreed upon definition of for branding. Crazy as it sounds, but that wasn't, that was the thing I discovered. Now they all touched upon little things and they all had little nuggets and it was cool, but there was no sort of solid, like what the hell is branding? So to make that clear, I show you this. So here's the question. Which bottle did you notice first? Everyone says the green one. But yet there's a three to one ratio of like, we should have noticed the amber ones first. They had more quantity. That's the difference. Differentiation is a qualitative factor. We noticed the green one first. And why was that? Because it applied this. Branding is the art of differentiation. That is what we're dealing with. If you are haggling on price, your differentiation is poor. If your differentiation is high, price will be a secondary matter, if at all. So without knowing this, we end up with Me Too templates, copycat formulas, same as others, blueprints, sound familiar headlines, and all that shit that basically sounds like everyone else. It's like when someone's trying to sell you, say, hey, we've done a blah, blah, blah. I, I, love, the, I love the agencies and the consultancies that say, hey, we've done a gazillion blah, blah, blahs, and so we know, we know the, the, the structure that you should have. Wait a second. If you know the template and the look and the flow, and the, da, 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 aren't I going to look and sound just like all the others that are competing in my same space? How the hell is that going to help me as a brand differentiate myself? Without knowing this, it won't. This is why branding is, as it's practiced today doesn't work. So with that, probably a lot of you know Denmark Francisco. He's a CMO at Living Security. And we had this conversation yesterday. And the point of this conversation, so we just got a couple minutes long, was the, we went through helping them rebrand and clarify the story of living security and that helped them raise 14 million in their series B funding. Okay. Within a matter of eight weeks. Okay. From the point of us actually completing that. Here's what I'd say. I get feeling the onion because it's a slow damn process that nobody wants to go through. I think it's cutting through the onion and getting to the core. Um, and that's the main thing that you really helped me out with. You helped out my executive team. You know, what we did with living security really was get back to, down to the core. I would call it the fundamentals, right? Of what the company is about. Why was it built? What was the original idea to begin with? What was, you know, in, in your words, what differentiated it? And, and I think that differentiating factor is something that we as human beings, we, we naturally do that. But I think it's so natural that we forget how important that is in life. Right. And it's just like sometimes you just ask them, like, why did you even create this organization? What was the original idea? Like, what was that idea that you had as, you know, a 17 year old individual or somebody that was an employee before? And then you decided to have, well, before you decided you had an idea and then you made a decision to change your life to do this idea. Right. So it's always like the point is it's always one moment in time that says, oh, I think that's a better idea than anyone else thought. And that's really what you did. And you did it in a very quick and efficient manner. We did it in a matter of weeks, right? Instead of this long, drawn-out process. And then we built, and obviously what we built, which led to our series B, which is fantastic. So the series B raised, what, 14 million? 14 million. Which is incredible. There were three things that stood out to me that were very, very fascinating. One was when you and I had that call, that Zoom call with the two founders, and I started going in trying to pull it apart. Like, so how are you different? How are you? Well, this, well, this, well, this, well, this. And I kept on listening, kept on listening. And then I, then I heard something and I said, that 
She goes, well, that's what, that's what we've been talking about. And I said, and show me where that actually is communicated in any of your existing material. And they're like, well, and they're nowhere. They looked at the website like, oh, and I think like that, <laughs> they're like, it was so obvious to them. And I think that's the biggest, biggest Achilles heel of any company that's in the business of creating something. It's so obvious to them what they're talking about, but they haven't exported it below. There's noise out there in the world. And if you don't even know it and pay attention to it, you can't estimate how and in what way you need to do to actually be heard. They had never put it in a way that was digestible to others. And immediately it changed how everyone in the company started to see the role of the company, as well as their pitches, their ability to communicate. And that's where the magic was. At the end of the day, if one doesn't communicate, what one's viewpoints are, will one really be understood? And I think that's what brands are supposed to do, right? And, you know, we as as human beings are not mind readers. And so you got to communicate it out there. And if you're communicating clearly and and, and, in a very simplified manner, you know, I always say simplicities are more powerful than complexities, right? So, um, and that's really, that's a lot of hard work. That's not easy work to do, but, I think that if if we can walk away with like, can we make it more simple? Can we be more be more easily be understood as a brand? I think I think that's the right direction. Every time we you know I go in the direction of complexity, I just know I miss something. If you can't communicate your idea, no one's going to buy from you. That's just a, that's just the reality situation. Um, I think companies who communicate more, not less, but communicate a very concise, simple message, direct to the point. I think those are the companies that really succeed. And, and obviously your, your work speaks for itself. So I want to give you a couple of nuggets. So breaking the rules is the only way to do an honest day's work. <laughs> I, know, I know any of us that, that are entrepreneurs or hustlers, we know this to be true. Okay. Breaking the rules is the only way to do an honest day's work. Okay. So look at it. Sears, Blockbuster Video. Henry Bendel, oh my God, Sports Authority, Toys R Us, and any CEO who's no longer in business failed because of this. We've always done it that way. They failed to adapt. They failed to observe what was around them. Why did Blockbuster end up with their one remaining store in Bend, Oregon, and Netflix take over the world? Because Blockbuster was married to, we've always done it that way. They wanted to have their brick and mortar. They wanted to have it so you had to come in and either get your VHS or your DVD, and that was it. Well, Netflix started out as a DVD by mail. They, now, if they operated on, we've always done it that way, they would still today be, if they were still in business, a DVD by mail company. Instead, what were they married to? They were married to the solution that their customers wanted, which was what? Entertainment. So if you're married to the right thing, which was providing entertainment, That gives you the agility to move and to pivot without compromising your brand. So, you know, and in that case, they could move from DVD by mail to the, um, so you got DVD by mail. Then it was like digital distribution, then digital streaming. But did they stop there? No, they didn't. Then they were like, how else do we continue to provide entertainment to our customers? Well, let's actually make some original content. And not everybody knows this, but Netflix produces more actual original TV programming than any other company in the world, even more than Disney. So that's the thing. 
You, if you have any of this in your, in, in your organization, we've always done it that way. That is not a strategy. That's a death sentence. And then the other one is this. Different is better than better. In other words, get over yourself. Don't be so drunk on your own Kool-Aid that you fail to service your brand. We're each there to service our brand. You know, better, what does it do? It keeps you in the same category as your competition. You get that? Better means, oh, well, they've got, they've got 12 features. Well, we have 15. Oh, they can, they, they, they got this, they got that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so, and so that's the basic thing. So as a result, you, keep, you compete in two very stupid races, okay? And those races are this, the race to the top, features. You play the feature game. We're better. Oh, 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 they, oh, they, oh, they've been in business for 10 years. We've been in business for 20. Oh, they've got X amount of employees. We've got more employees. They've got, they've got X amount of features. They get, theirs can do this while you standing on your head and losing weight and doing yoga and staring at your navel. Wow. Well, we could do it while you're actually, you know, whatever the hell, right? It, it's an endless, you're trying to out feature one another. That's ridiculous. A ridiculous game to play. And the other one is the race price. to the bottom price. Oh, they could do it for 5,000. We could do it for 49.95. Uh, you know, and that that's oh, someone is always going to be able to come along and do it for cheaper. And and just to make that point really clear, shoppers of Walmart who are de- definitely those they're driven by the, the price of things. They are not loyal to Walmart. Walmart doesn't have any loyal shoppers. All Walmart has is people that want the cheapest item. If there was another store or another uh, company of any sort that came along and offered cheaper, those Walmart shoppers would jump ship and go to the price. They are loyal to the cheap price, not loyal to the brand. So that's why. Don't have to basically do that. So the answer, be different. And with that, I wanted to just show you this, which I premiered in Montana this past weekend, the first uh, live speaking gig that that I've done in 20 months. Super, super, super exciting. And I want you to see this.
That's a real. <laughs> awesome, man. That, that was well done. Well done. Well, Thank you. Ask, let me ask you this. And again, this is where we open up for folks. I know there are a few folks uh, that are already ready to kind of pull their website up and get their branding pitch. And you're going to get real feedback. So if anybody wants to do that, this is it. Two things I took away from that. And, and, and one of the things uh, I see Aaron coming up is... The reason I wanted to do Peak Community with Judd and, and just in Peak Community in general is because I want to learn. I want to learn what's going on. And a lot of people are spending right now time on creating another fact sheet, another data sheet, another case study, and another same old thing. And still, are not, none of that is going to break them through this. And so this inspires me to think about like, gosh, there's just so much more. And, and, and when, when uh, Denmark, who is also in the peak CMO group, he shared that simplicity is greater than complexity. I'm like, amen to that. Like, I wish we would say that. I need a sticker of that in front of me. That we need to make complex simple. That is kind of our job to do. So lots of, lots of really cool work. So Aaron, jump in and share what you got going on, do your pitch, show your website, and we're just going to go. And, and this is, again, as Judd said, this is going to be straight up feedback. So we're going in, guys. Here we go. Yeah. yeah, thanks. So I am with GoReact. I'm just about three months in. Uh, the website is get.goreact.com. I'm not sure if I should throw that in the messages. Um, but so we are a video assessment platform. Um, they are simplifying how educators bring observation and feedback together for students that are more, um, they're more skill-based. So nursing programs, teacher ed programs, things like that. Um, and we improve that skill, uh, skill development by bringing together video assessment with actionable feedback so that the students can feel more confident and they can also build those skills a lot quicker. And what was the domain? Um, it's get.goreact.com. I'll put it in the messages. Now, are you, are you going to share your screen? How are we going to do this? Um, yeah. I can do. I got to find yeah. the share button. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there's a box with an arrow at the top. You can just share that. Got yep. it. Okay. We're going to do this live. This is not to be perfect. This is about. <laughs> this, this is, is not what real rehearsed. Yeah. Not rehearsed. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, okay. Can you guys see that? Yep. yep. 
So simple power, so simply, simply powerful tools for video assessment. Take skill development to the next level or tiny target if you feedback did it in a scheduled demo. Okay. So uh, let me ask some, let me, I'm going to ask some straight up questions. So it's like really diving fast. So we like really <laughs> boom. So go react. What's what, what is it? What is that? What is that saying? And why is it? Why? I mean, I'm curious about the language. Go react. What does that mean? Um, so you're reacting to the feedback right away um, that you're getting from the assessment that the teachers are giving. So do you want them to react? Or do you want them to go into action? What's what's the what's the objective here? The the objective is to well to react to the feedback so that they can take action and to have better skills. Okay, so that's one thing. Just you know, I, I'm I I don't I don't know what's been grooved in or not grooved in, but it's one thing. One thing I look at with regard to domains and language is, is mm-hmm. it memorable? Is it sticky? Is mm-hmm. it something, will I remember go react? Okay. Does that, see, I get, I get a different message when you explain it to me right. than what go react says to me. Go into action, me would mean more to me because now it's like we're talking about proactive because you want people to rise to being proactive, go react. It's like, we know we, all of us here who are, who are in, the, in any space of entrepreneurialism there's a big difference between reactive versus proactive. And so mm-hmm. that's one thing language wise that I would, that, that immediately just, I go, do I get that? Or do I have to like now think about that? And if I have to think about that, what I have found, because this is 41 years this year, I've been doing this for 41 years. That's right. I started when I was three, but here's the deal. So, so the thing is, is will it stick? If I have to think about it, like go react it's, it's, uh, that, that concerns me a little bit because I go, am I going to know what that means? Or do I now have to explain that? And let's look at, let's look at this. And it's a question I ask every, every company I work with. If your goal is to blow it up, like really grow, bang, bang, bang. You want to have impact. You want to impact an industry. Do you, and if you have to explain this every time, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have to explain this every time, and you go, okay, we have 100 clients. We have 500 clients. We have 1,000. And do you want to keep repeating that with every person? It's like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? And have to explain it. I mean, like we took, like we took one in that, in that reel that I showed you, um, which for, for those that are kind of like, there's the, the, a lot of positive response on that. If you want to see that again, you can jump to my YouTube channel and you can see it. we just dropped it this morning. Uh, but the thing on that, the one that had the four, the family of four, they, had, they were in a particular space. And they had something that was like, they had, their website was hrstonline.net. And I'm like, what the, f- pardon my French, but what the fuck does that mean? Who the hell's going to remember that? And so, and so with them, we replaced their domain with replacing risk because that's what it did. It helped people who helped the people that they helped actually replace risk with health and wellness. So replacingrisk.com, memorable, means something, and uh, this is another little little thing. I always look at what does something open a dialogue or does it close the dialogue? If I saw replacing risk.com, I go like, oh, that's interesting. That, can you tell me more about that? Boom. It opened the dialogue. It didn't conclude it. And so that's just one little, little thing. It's not like a big, like, eh, like buzzer, like no, like a big no, but it, it's a point where I think if you want to get traction more, I would definitely look at that domain because I get, I get, get dot mm-hmm. dot com it's like holy crap i don't know yeah. that i remember that ask me in five minutes will i remember it probably not you'll have to shoot me so that's the thing on that now simply powerful tools for video assessment for whom you're it's not clear who this is benefiting mm-hmm. 
This needs to, your language needs to be exactly clear. Who? For, is this for, is this for parents? Is this for teachers? Is this for who? Who? Health professionals? I mean, like, I need to know. I need to know. And here's the other thing. Simply powerful tools for video assessment. You're helping people. Mm-hmm. Why do I see screens of little things that are showing me little, I get that it's showing me little snippets and okay, mm-hmm. but of what you do, but you're making it about the tools. Yeah. The tools are not the important thing. It's who the hell you're helping and how you're transforming their lives. You mm-hmm. are helping people. You're yeah. helping people make it about the people. Please, please. It's yep. people who you're impacting. Machines aren't going to, machines aren't doing the transactions. Machines are not the thing that you're helping. Yes, you're using technology to do what? To help people. Right. You've got, you, you got, you got, you, you got distracted with, oh, we got the stuff. We got to show the stuff. No, <laughs> you don't. You got to talk about the people you, whose lives you are changing. Right. No. And that definitely makes sense. Cause I think when I came on board, the first thing I heard from the sales reps was that it's easier to show the software because we're not communicating that right now on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to have the people tell those stories and do it themselves, I think would be a much more impactful experience. Yeah. It's about people. I mean, it's like, it's like what happened, you know, I mean, he, I mean, here's a couple of questions. I'm just going to drop them. Cause so you can, you can play this part back or do whatever a little later. A few questions I look at, like, it's like, what is the thing that's go? what is the trigger? What's the trigger that that people go, holy shit, with Aaron's product, this is the transformation that will happen in my life. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is what you need to be about. Yeah, that I'm is also going to bring in some of the comments. Go ahead. Uh, like, this, is, this is really cool. Like the first thing like Angela talked about in the comments, like I think of that like as a domain, it seems like more of a web development. Uh, right off the bat. So it, it, you know, to David's point, it made about more about the tools than anything. Love the comment on who, because really we don't know who it is for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other comments in here to kind of really interesting to think about is like where, you know, what, what, what are they going to get as a result of it? Is the video assessment the result of it? Is the video assessment the process of it? Is it for marketers? Who is this for? Tell us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quick thing though. One thing I noticed, and this really makes you wonder, if you have to put use it for in your, in your menu, mm-hmm. you're already telling us you probably don't know what, how to use this or what it's for, mm-hmm. which means that we need to communicate that in our messaging. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Does, well, that, so does, that, does, that, does that give you, does that give you some, some ammo? Does that help you, Aaron? Yeah, no, that definitely helps me. And I'm definitely, I think my, I'm, I'm working on value messaging as we speak to kind of bring to this. So this is perfect to kind of help frame that conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want, I want you, I want you to crush Erin. I want you to freaking crush yeah. it. I want to hear in three, three, three to three to six months that you have like freaking dialed in on this sucker and that you mm-hmm. are slaying the shit <laughs> out of any mediocrity. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want you to change it again. Change the game. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thank you so much. Thanks. Totally. All, right. All right. Who do we got next? I knew we got Adam was next. Oh, Adam. Nice. Yo, Adam, 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 tell us. Where you, Adam, where are you at? You got, you, got a, you got an exposed brick wall there. Where are you at, man? I'm in Europe. Uh, Czechia. Oh, okay. Very good, man. I love it. Yeah. I, any, any place where there's an exposed brick wall, I love. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, uh, so I'm sharing a uh, uh, link to our website, content.ai. Uh, are you going to share? Are you going to share your screen? You can share the screen. Mark. Yeah, I'm about to share the screen. Um, it's the little it, down in the little. It's a it's the little outline rectangle with the with the arrow that goes up. Small one. Small one. Down in the bottom. Yep, yep. Yeah, I have it. Can you see it? No. Oh, okay. Now it's going up. Get perfect. So this is this is our homepage. Uh, the brand is called Content with K uh, on its beginning. Okay. And uh, there is the clear uh, relation to the content uh, as it is, as it should be uh, spelled. Uh, we see at the beginning, and uh, so it should be clear that uh, this is about content, uh, digital content. Uh, we are um, developer, uh, developing headless CMS content management system uh, as a SaaS tool uh, for uh, marketers and developers. Um, we aim for digital major uh, enterprises uh, who aspire to create modern digital experiences using best of breed technologies. Uh, as I said, it's a headless CMS uh, for both uh, business users and developers. And unlike traditional web content management systems, uh, Kentico content uh, empowers business users to produce better content through collaboration and streamlined content operations, while freeing developers to build the digital experiences with their favorite technologies. Okay. So let me, let me ask you a couple of questions. Adam, so are you, are you an engineer? I'm not an engineer. Uh, I'm a revenue operations uh, leader, uh, closely uh, cooperating with a whole marketing team. Okay. All right. So, so a couple, couple of things. So uh, I think, you know, content with a K, cool. I mean, you know, e easy to remember. <laughs> tracking, tracking with that. Easy to remember. Good. Content management that transforms your business. Hate, hate that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What the fuck does transforms your business even mean? I, it, it means nothing to me. I don't know in what way. I, I don't get it at all. Uh, I'm, I'm only being blunt just because I value, not because I, I any disrespect for you. I just value efficiency. And, and so you really get it. So the thing is, is that I, I don't like it because I have no idea what that means. In what way is that trans? In what, what's the improvement? What's the tangible improvement? I'd want to, I'd want to ask you to dial that in to go, what is, and then the reason I asked you about the engineering, if you're an engineer or developer or whatever like that, but you're in operations, I get that, is because it was this language, this layer of language that I usually hear from those who are in that developer engineering space. It's, it's like, let me ask you, who's the decision maker that chooses this in, in your, for your clients? Yeah, usually it's a combination of uh, CMOs, CTOs, uh, technology lead, uh, and people like that. And who? And what do they? And what's their pain point that you're solving? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, their pain point is, uh, let's say, dependency on uh, developers, uh, dependency between developers and marketers uh, who share uh, one content management platform uh, where uh, uh, content uh, producers, uh, content writers, and marketers 
cannot easily update uh, the content and the whole website uh, because uh, they always uh, need help uh, from developers. So what? So what are you? What are you giving them? Independence, more time, smarter, yeah. smarter content. What's the thing? What's the? What's the? The tight thing you're giving them. Yeah. So actually, uh, we help both sides. Uh, we help uh, marketers to be uh, to better cooperate when creating content, uh, and also being able to. Uh, do all the updates and the creativity with content, with the digital content. And uh, for developers, uh, we help them uh, to really focus purely on the technical side of things uh, uh, without, let's say, being always uh, challenged by the marketers about their uh, requirements and uh, their small updates that really doesn't uh, Adam, really. I'm gonna give you, Adam, I'm going to give you a yeah. challenge. I'm going to give you a challenge. What you need to do is this, whether it's you by yourself or you with your marketing team or you with your CEO, I want you to, I want you to figure out a five to seven word answer to these questions. Watch this again. And I mean, literally every, the, answer, the answers are, unfortunately, it's not that they're inaccurate and it's not that they're not valuable. I don't want anybody to mistake what I'm saying. It's like it, some people are like, oh, well, blah, 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 that's the truth. It's like, great, but it's not digestible, right? It's got to be digestible. It's got to be memorable. It's got to be like, oh, you just took something that, that took me, you know, it, it's like, 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 for example, for those of you that, that know uh, my, my, one of my clients in Australia, Store Connect. It's like, we looked at all their competitors that they were up against and da, 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 da. What was the thing? We actually gave time back to our clients. So it was like, it was like time well spent, Right. That was the thing with, with Store Connect. You know, and it's a Salesforce-based CRM, da, 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 the whole thing. But we knock it down into digestible, exact, clear-cut, boom. So, so you want to go, you know, take transform your business, which is generically, it could be anything, you know, to something specific. But I would challenge you, whether it's you with your marketing team, you with your CEO, you with your VP, whatever, um, I would not get... I would not get anybody that's like a, you know, geeks will probably, they'll never, they're too, they're too freaking enamored with their own, with their own, uh, you know, ones and zeros to, to like actually see the outside world uh, generally, unfortunately. So the thing is, is that you, you're looking at what's the thing, five to seven words, and it might take you a week. It may take you a week. You may get, you may start writing this shit down, writing this shit down and look at it the next morning. You'll go and you'll, and you'll write down 50 things. You'll cross off 49 and maybe you'll have one left. Then you do the same thing, the next same thing, same thing, same thing, boom, 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 boom. And in about five days, seven days, you'll probably have something that will actually be real cl- a hell of a lot closer and serve you guys better. And the one thing is that you could just have fun with. I love the fact that you've got the headless CMS. If you don't have fun with that and do a crazy ass video with the headless CMS, there's some fun shit that you could have with that. Man. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah, we, we use this uh, idea of uh, headless uh, horse riders uh, in the past, but it wasn't considered as, uh, let's say, enterprise, uh, fitting the enterprise space. So we abandoned that. Uh, we tried to um, really be more, look look more serious. But uh, yeah, I can... One can be more serious to the point of being highly forgettable. You can't bore people actually into, into excitement. 
when it comes yeah. to being a brand. So sometimes yeah. there's a trade-off. And always watch who you're getting feedback from. I'd be very fascinated to know who said, you know, it's not serious enough for enterprise. If that was someone from the enterprise space who's never going to become a customer of yours, but actually is just someone who knows the industry, it's like, thank you very much. And you, you thank, buy him a cup of coffee and then get the hell out of that, that, uh, that coffee house as fast as possible and get back to some real work. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's so interesting, Adam, as well. As we're thinking about that. I think we're making stuff too serious. And I've started to say like B2B is like boring to boring. Like this is literally what we're trying to do. The industry B2B does not stand for boring to boring. B2B can start for like take boring stuff and make it better. Uh, get Take boring stuff and make it badass. Like however, whatever is your vocabulary around that, like use it. But the point is, the point I think is very well made is like, it, I almost take the time and, and none of this got it perfectly, right? It's, it's, it's an ongoing improvement of things. But the, what I'm taking away from both of these calls is the more specific we are, the better it is. And we absolutely are trying to make it as generic as possible. Like this particular thing, I could see this on um, any SEO company any pay-per-click company, any marketing website builder company, I can see this on godaddy.com and I would still think they all do the same thing. So essentially, we're creating more confusion for yourself and the industry that actually helping out. So uh, that, that would be my uh, one line around that was like, man, can we make it more specific? It's just going to help drive business. So yeah, Adam, That's also a long one-liner that I like, but I'm yeah. also going to say one thing. <laughs> This is the thing that I, I see a lot, right? Because you can, can service two different potential buyers doesn't mean you should focus your messaging to be generic enough that both buyers can resonate. It doesn't work. You must speak to the buyer. So I look and say, and this is just me, do we sell more to marketers or do we sell more to developers? Who's really the buyer? And then speak to your buyer. Because if I've got to put a button for marketers and for developers because they equally buy, I'm wondering what your messaging is saying. I'm wondering really who, who has that purse string. Well, you may have to sell the tech side because they have to buy in as one of these stakeholders. Are they the, really the ones who are like, we need this? Because my guess is it's the marketers who are saying, we need this. And if that's the case, then you should be speaking directly to them. Well, okay. Awesome, Adam. Thank you so much. See you in peak. Um, all right, we got less than 10, seven minutes or so. So we'll have to do this. We got, we got two, so we got to move fast. Yeah, Good. all right, we'll go move fast. So whoever is next, jump on. Sarah, so, how you doing? Hi, nice to see you guys. Nice to see you. Well, give us a pitch. I think I, now I've heard the, the, the speech about where the share button is quick enough. So <laughs> here we go. So um, our company is IMTC. Um, for MTAC, I'm sure we'll have, you know, something kind of resonates with some uh, past comments. But essentially, we are um, we provide fixed income investment management software to portfolio managers, and uh, the core essence of what we do is we help portfolio managers to make their investment decisions faster and to manage uh, more accounts than they have in the past. So adding being able to add more capacity to their day um, and to make more precise decisions um, as opposed to relying on um, guesses. And uh, essentially what this helps um, an asset manager, wealth manager to do is to accelerate performance, um, to take action 
on um, on their ideas um, faster than they've been able to do in the past. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. Excellent. So, right, whoops, that was psychedelic. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm going to jump, I'm going to dive in super fast here. So not, a, I'm not a big fan of the imtc.com because again, it's like, is that, is it sticky? It's like, what's it mean? I got to remember this acronym, blah, 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 blah. But it's just, you've heard my, my comments on the, on previous ones. So, you know, so I would, you know, I love ones that actually like really are sticky, you know, that, that actually mean something. Uh, and, and I think what you just stated with great clarity, you know, very clear what your proposition is. And I think that you could craft some language that could really, really uh, do that. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I've given some examples, but just to keep this brief. So that's one thing. Technology to accelerate. I think it was very interesting to, in listening to what you said. You talked about not only not only speeding up so they actually got more done, but you also talked about making smarter decisions. What I find it interestingly lacking here is you're only touching upon to accelerate fixed income performance and you're not talking about making smarter decisions because I think smarter is an equally is, is either e- at least an equally important thing to speed but, and possibly even a more important to speed. You may have those insights with your buyers, but you, if speed is a, is a factor of how much and then smarter is a factor. So you got quantity and quality. And so I love the fact that you have both sides of the equation because every great brand has a good balance between quantity factors where it it brings better quantity, quantitative components to the buyer and also qualitative. So I think that that's just a a, a miss that I think that you can add to. I like the fact that it's tight. Um, I have no freaking idea what uh, a a moving uh, cityscape has to do with this. Because again, because again, you're actually improving people's performance and their ability for people to service people. And yet now I see these, you know, assets of, of a cityscape. So that to me is a, is a miss. I don't get that. That doesn't quite connect the dots for me. Doesn't amplify yeah. a particular distinction. Um, transform and modernize your investment process with the results driven. Blah, 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 blah. It's, a, it's a lot of lingo on that, that little smaller thing to me. Transform and modernize your investment process with a results driven. This is a fair, you know, lingo-ish kind of cliche stuff. I just listening to you, I think that you can do much better than that. I think that that's just formulaic. And I think that you can do something that someone would go, holy shit, I really want to know more. So I don't, I don't think that there are like some enormous, you know, misfires here. I think just some things that you could do to really elevate your game up. That's my response. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yep. I will, I'm, I'm just going to keep moving on the next one. Like uh, one thing to, because one thing I want to call out for Sarah and Adam, I see Adam and stuff. I mean, it takes a ton of courage to come online and share what you share and get the feedback. So first of all, I think you're not only one person better, which is what the goal of P community is, but I think you're like 100% better for having the courage to put yourself and your website out there. So, uh, you know, to me, I just want to call that out because it takes a lot of courage to do that. And yeah. two, I think, Sarah, you just said, and I wonder if you could just listen to the recording and put the same sum of those words on the website. You, you yeah, know, that, send me the recording. I, yeah, <laughs> it be, yeah, it will be in the recap in the peak community, but man, it, it's awesome. So I'm gonna, we can keep going on on this one, but I just want to call out and say thank you for being on. Absolutely. No, I totally. I 100% agree. I know the fact that you guys are up here and just, you know, being say, hey, boom, bring it. You know, I love that. I think I salute you. All right. All right, we got one more. Let's bring on Sarah, and then we'll... Uh... While she's coming on, I'm just going to ask a question. Why do people complicate simple messages? 
What does it do? It saves asset managers time and makes them more money. It's simple, right? But then you make 16 lines that don't say that. Right. You know, there's a whole business like, you know, uh, there's a business where you make it complex and then you tell people how to solve complex problems and then you make more money on it. There's a whole industry on that one. Like, so, you know, you can go in that. All right, Sarah, bring it up. Okay. I think we have two minutes. Yeah. We've got more time. Don't worry. We're here for you. Okay, cool. So um, this is give and take. Give and take uh, makes software that has two basic uh, goals. One is to help employees share knowledge with each other quickly and efficiently. And the other is to generate generosity, gratitude, trust, and connection. Um, the name of the company where our, our, one of our co-founders is Adam Grant, and he has a book called Give and Take that's very well known. It's a, it's a, um, a bestseller. So we're trading on that. Our actual product is called Give a Task. Um, our main audiences are enterprise, corporate, and, and, and a little bit of academic. We, we work with alumni groups and such. Um, what else? I'm trying to speed through it. You're good. Let me, let me ask you a couple of quick questions. So what's your, what's your domain? Is it give and take.com? It's give and take inc.com because give and take is owned by Adam's publisher and directs to his book. And that is in discussion. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Nothing like having an arm wrestle with your publisher. That's that's sweet. I like that. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's it's a pretty valuable asset for them. I think I'm not sure they're going to give it up. So give and take ink. Yeah. Well, I, my 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 tip there would be say, hey guys, you can have take give and take book and give me give and take. I mean that that would be I right. think that's a simple negotiation. Everyone still comes out ahead. I mean right. so I mean and and the bottom line is if the publisher is truly thinking in the bigger picture. That's the winning, that's the actual winning solution. So anyway, that's my input on that. Um, I honestly, I mean, I struggle with even the give and take because I think give and take implies money. And we're talking about advice connection. I think when we talk about, you know, being a giver and people automatically think money and we're talking advice, connections, referrals, we're talking sharing knowledge. We're talking, you know, people spend an average of 25% of their work week looking for information that already exists in their network. They're wasting it, it, time it, on Slack. It depends. It depends on how you're going to flank the brand. I mean, it's like who, who would have thought that Apple.com would be actually not a fruit company, right? So, uh, you know, so the thing is, it just depends on it depends on what you're doing. How deep are you guys going to be be into pushing so that give and take actually does mean what you want it to mean and not be. I mean, I, I love it because it's short and sweet. It's like yeah. give and take, give and take dot com. I don't have to. I don't have to it's like give and take dot com. Boom. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's that one. You know, meaningful knowledge sharing simplified. There's, there's just there's a, there's just a titch of ambiguity. I, I got it from what you were saying, but I didn't get it from, you know, I only get it from sort of I start to get it with the sub the sub the subhead leverage, generosity, gratitude and trust to make your organization stronger. So it was not clear to me that this was actually internal. Right. Make knowledge sharing, simplify, meaningful knowledge sharing, simplified. And the reason that I say this is because. There are platforms like Medium, right? There are platforms right. like Medium that have like gone, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a place where everybody can share their ideas and da 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 da, and you know, and then there's TED Talks, which is like you know, sharing you know whatever their tagline is. So the thing is, is is I would only I would just tighten. I'm talking tweaking. Like where where is this knowledge? You know, maybe it's maybe it's internal knowledge, or maybe it's maybe it's organized organizational knowledge or something. That to me that tightens it. I think that that would just help a bit. 
and and I and I would love and I'd love to see. I'd love to see a photograph that felt more genuine. This is one of those. This is one of those shots that feels like it came from someplace where it's from one of those stock places that. Oh, let's show happy, happy people in communication with each other. And, you know, it, it feels in a fact, little. That may be exactly what I Googled to find this stock image. On a <laughs> happy, <laughs> diverse people working together, collaborating. Like yeah. that's because we have a big DEI angle, too. So that's a, it's yeah. important to show that. Sure. Sanger is cringing right now. We're cringing. You know, but the thing is, you know, but it's like, you know, I mean, I mean, let's let, let's let, here's it's it's the funny thing, you know. We all it's kind of like you look at it, and it's like okay, it's a feel good shot, and then we go, okay, when have I experienced this in real life? Uh, let me count on my on one hand, uh, never. I, you know, it's like unless they're all looking at grandparents, kids, or, 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 or look, let me show you pictures of my grandchildren, and they're all looking at. It's like when do you get this diversity and everyone just happily being having the right amount of smile and all that kind of stuff? It just looks a little forced, and. Yeah. You're talking, and, and to me, I think your greatest edge and your greatest angle is going to is going to be authenticity. Now, authenticity is one of those overused words, but if we, but if something feels genuine and it feels real, and I was like, wow, I've experienced a moment like that. If you if you have an image that get that hits me in that way, it will it will magnify the right headline ten times. Yeah. It, that's my feedback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank well, you. Yeah. One thing. Uh, yeah. One thing, uh, Sarah, that came up. I think Renee mentioned, which is which is something that that uh, that I think David was get, getting towards. Like he didn't realize it was internal organizational stuff. It's almost like switching the head the subheader to headline to make it actually stand out because that's the point. But I think again, we we're trying to gen- the the headline is almost generic, and the specificity really comes in your sub editor. So I think Renee mm-hmm. on the chat said, "Hey, you know, even if you just switched it, I think one that itself would make it immediately people. Oh, this is for organization to make a thing, and it's about these three things in there." So I think that's that was really good. So I wanted to call out, give a shout out to Renee for that. One thing that caught me. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You hate the stock for that. I know he's losing his mind. Um, (laughs) So one of the things that that caught my attention, so join the movement button. Nothing about what's being said here makes us feel like a movement, makes it feel like unification. I get we're doing knowledge sharing. Is it external? Is it internal? Is this for everybody? And and it actually kind of throws me a bit where I'm saying, what movement? What are we talking about? Because we've got solutions, company, what we do, and then it's join a movement. I don't know if it's change the wording on the button or add something that makes it feel more like this is a unification of people. It's bringing them together to do something special yeah. or change the button. So we're not talking about a movement because that's something big. Yeah. I think it's the idea of prioritizing gratitude, generosity, trust and in an enterprise, that's the movement, but I see that that's not clear. Yeah. I wish yep. it said that. Yeah. That was that, great. That, yeah, that was great. I mean, it's if people should all go back and listen to the recording. Like they yeah, well, all have the messaging. <laughs> yeah, what you, what you guys are actually saying verbally, it's very funny. You're gonna you're gonna be fascinated. You should you should get you should literally take your snippet, send it to one of those transcription services, whether it's subtitle or whatever the hell, and literally just and then just read what you said compared yeah. to what you're saying. Are you gonna be? I think you're. you're I think. All of you that participated in this will be rather astonished going, 
holy shit, <laughs> I should listen to myself more often. It's I'm, like, brilliant. Like, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's just good. All right. I know we're Thank on you so much. Thank you. David, it is so cool. We should do this like a quarterly basis. We should just totally jam. Hey, who who here wants us to do this again? Yeah. Anyone? Yep. We already got, yep. Fire. <laughs> so so we, we know we're going to do this again. So you guys realize. So I want everybody to start thinking about, do you have the David balls to get up on here and let us talk to help you to improve your business, improve your brand and make things better for you. Start thinking about it. Cause we want you to do it. Yeah. And awesome. let's, uh, I mean, there were a lot of people we couldn't get. So we, if you're in the peak community, just get into it. If you're not, so we could start curating this stuff and make it possible. But David, again, thanks for sharing those. Uh, those examples being so straight up with folks, man, the crypto, it's going to fly. So you probably start doing, you didn't even know you were actually in crypto, but now you are. Yeah, so you just launched crypto. <laughs> you just don't even know that, that the crypto is real. Um, crypto is real. It's real, bro. It's real. Yeah, it's real as it gets. I never thought. Uh, but where can people find you if they still are figuring it out and under a rock? Completely. You can certainly you can completely reach out to me via LinkedIn. You can also go to my website, Rising R A S I N G above the noise, Rising above the noise for sure. Um, and so, but yeah, LinkedIn. Check you know, drop me drop me a line, message me, whatever like that. Uh, you, you'll also find me on every, you know pretty much most uh, social platforms. I'm not on TikTok. Okay. I'm not like <laughs> oh my God, that's where I, I know. Am. I know. Shoot me. Shoot me. Oh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but no, but check it out and uh, and if you dug the video and you want to see it again, the the, the last one, which everyone was like, oh, everyone like lit that lit, lit everybody up. Go to YouTube and just like freaking you know pop there, give it a you know give it a response, leave a comment, let's connect up on there because I, I dropped some beauties on there as well. And David will David will connect with you guys. He's the real deal. So I definitely say reach out to him. He'll love to have a conversation. Absolutely, like absolutely. Love you, folks. And, 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 by, and by the way, I'm gonna, I, I want to just uh, these guys. These guys are all about you. These guys are great community builders. I just spent the weekend with an amazing community builder. Community builders are, they're not common. It's not everybody has that skill set. And those that thrive off of it, that, that that's like their oxygen. You know, that's what these guys do. Recognize it. Take advantage of it in a good way, meaning like embrace it. Use it flow power to it. That's the way we all grow. And so I just want, that's that I just want to give that to both, you know, both Sangram and Judd in terms of what they're doing so that it's recognized and is appreciated and just empowered. That's the way we all win. Thank Thanks, you, brother. Friend. And guys, uh, if you're not a member, come join because we want to support you and help you guys be the best you could possibly be. That's good. All right, folks. See you later. Uh, Next week, by the way, we have Kim Scott, uh, the author of Radical Candor. So it should be be really cool. So see you all next month. Take care. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.